So I don't have any opening tonight. <laughs> is that your opening? That's the opening. <laughs> okay. I never even thought about it. <laughs> I never even thought about it. I got an opening. Okay. Bad Street, Atlanta, GA. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Neil. <laughs> well, you know, the mouth of the bluegrass, or as you like to call me, Sean's sidekick. Did, decided... I, did I say that? Oh, you did. I don't think I said Sean's sidekick. I said my sidekick. Well, because you don't talk about yourself in the third person. Well, I'm not the rock. So. Well, that's true. You do look a little like you. But. Physique-wise. What I didn't realize during last week's show is that you were absolutely, you and Adam were blowing our phone up with all these voice recordings <laughs> that I'm still trying to figure out how to get off of the phone and into editing. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can do, get that Did you make it back in time to get your meds from the nursing home? We did. We did. Did, did you get your jello? <laughs> Even better, I got pudding. Oh, I don't like pudding, so I would have went with the Jello. What do you? How do y'all feel about whipped cream on your Jello? Uh, yeah. Why not? What about fruit in your Jello? Yes. Oh yes. What's the favorite fruit in the Jello, though? Peaches. That's mine. What do you think? I do like peaches. Yeah. I think that's. Uh, I think that's. Uh, other than Neil over here, peaches are pretty much the um, consistency. Pe- I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really like Jello, but it has to be whipped cream. It can't be Cool Whip. Cool Whip's gross. Is there a difference? What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Is there you a don't difference? like Cool Whip? Oh, there's definitely a difference. Oh, there's a difference. Again, I've been told you all. I don't have a refined palate. You all talk about the difference in mayonnaise and Miracle Whip. I'll put them both on the same. And water. I mean, a lot of people don't understand there's a difference in bottled water, but there's a very big difference in bottled water. If you take, there's a reason Dasani sits on the shelf until like the end of time because it's crap. It's the worst water. I would drink creek water over Dasani. Well, you are from West Virginia. (laughs) It's natural. That's what the, that's where Mountain Holler comes from. Mountain that's, Holler. That's how they had lunch: drink the water and eat the crawdads. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you can tell, we we've brought Adam and Wes back with us this week because we're going to be talking about a topic that these guys seem to be very entrenched in. Yeah. And uh, so we're kind of like it's kind of a natural thing. And I, I just had a thought. Okay. So my thought is. When Adam and Wes are on the show with us, does anybody listen? They listen. Y'all, y'all still listen? Absolutely. Do you really? Actually, I mean, who doesn't want to hear themselves talk? The only show I've ever <laughs> listened to was this past week's. Because you were not. Because I wasn't on it. Because I. I, 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 pr- I. By the way, I am proud of you. Well, thank you for listening to the show. Because we debated whether or not you actually. Oh, I know. I heard. I heard the debate. <laughs> So actually, a lot of the things we said, we banked on the fact that you wouldn't listen. So. I, again, the mouth of the bluegrass does listen. So with his wife beater, with my wife beater. By the way, I'm going to unbutton that for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Got my Roosevelt on, and there it is. There's the stain on the wife beater. <laughs> that is Lucy's blood right there. <laughs> is it? Oh gosh. <laughs> so now that we answered that, they, you all still listen. I don't listen because I was part of the podcast, and I like to think that I know what was said. I don't ever remember what was said. <laughs> no, because when they text us, they go, man, that was hilarious. And you're like, uh, what? Well, I, I usually not... have to text Sean, and I'm like, what did I say? 
I don't remember. And the only reason I know is because I have to edit it, so right. I hear it twice anyway. So. so my question to start the show off. Okay. Daniel Craig just finished his last movie as James Bond. Did you all realize that? No. There's going to be a new James Bond. Yes. We're all four movie guys. Who is your pick to be the next James Bond? Well, I can already tell you, I've heard it's going to be a female. I'm already out if that's the case. Right. Sure. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't want I mean, it's called James Bond. I'm just telling you. The, I, the, the rumor on the street is it's going to be a female. They're going to change it to Janice Bond. Or Jennifer. Bond. Jennifer Bond. I mean, we're about to see Thor in the superhero world become Jane. All right, so let's. I mean, so let's 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 not go with that theory, and it is a male. Who is the next person to be James Bond? I mean, in all honesty, the person that probably would play him best, and already has the accent, is Robert Pattinson. He's the Batman now. He is the Batman. Batman. But you give him another. Four years, and the trilogy will be done by uh, of the Batman. What about Holland? I think he's too little. <laughs> I was thinking Chris Hemsworth. I he's getting thinking. ready to be. He's getting ready to be bumped out of the Thor role. He does have the accent. I was thinking him or Chris Pratt. I'll be happy if either one. I, of those I could guys. see Chris Pratt. I couldn't think of his name. But would Chris Pratt work? Because Chris Pratt is good at anything. Chris Pratt's good. Like I'm, I'm not. What about mean, Christian Bale? Christian Bale could could he could, could pull off Batman. Yeah, you mean Bond? Bond, Batman. Well, he did pull off Batman. He did. He did. Batman. He did a good job with that. Who's that guy? I'm trying to figure his name. Is that? Out. I was gonna I was gonna call him uh, Udopa, but then I realized that he was an NBA player. Um, for those that don't understand, because we're not on TV, Wes is showing the phone right now. <laughs> he, he's old. He, he don't realize we're not on TV. Wes, you yeah. can't show it to the yeah. microphone. They don't, they don't Wes, see. The and, and don't sit over and click your phone on the table, because that picks up Look. every single bit of that. Wes, the first time he's on the show. <laughs> yeah, man, I think that... Uh... And when it wasn't the phone, it and was wait, the It, it was the paper. <laughs> Trying to edit out every bit of it, and he was talking over it, so I couldn't cut it any of it out. Oh my gosh! So I think it'll be interesting. I I hope just for the the series that we keep it a male. I mean, it, like it's James Bond, right? Yeah, and by all, all means, I'm I'm not against the fact that they use women in roles, but right. it, it could. Absolutely destroy the franchise. Well, here's the thing. I would hate it if they tried to cast a dude as Cinderella. Right. Yes. Because Cinderella is a female. Right. I don't want to see Chris Pratt play Cinderella. <laughs> Although he could probably, he could play. probably he, he do could it. Pull it off. But I don't want to see that because Cinderella is a female character. You know, uh, Laura Croft. I don't want to see The Rock try to be Laura Croft. In the next Tomb Raider. Right. I don't think he would look that great in those shorts. He might. He's got nice legs. <laughs> Lenny Croft. No, I think he would still... It'd be Laura. <laughs> With an eyebrow raise. He, he, I have to give you props. The, guy, the guy's last name is Elba. Oh. So you were right. I was... So, Idris so Elba is, is the one that they talk about being the next 
uh, James Bond. He's, okay. he's, he's been he's in a lot of movies. He's got the physique. He's got the, you know, he's, I've seen he's got the accent. I just can't. He's been on several TV shows. Yeah. I'm not real sure what his... I think he plays a doctor a lot. Comes up. Yeah. So. Well, I, I mean, I would take him over it being, you know, a female. Here's another, here's another one that might be pretty good at that also. Oh, he would be good. Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy. Oh, wow, yeah. Is that the guy that put out the cologne that everybody used to wear? Hardy. That's Ed he's the Hardy. one that's got Ed Hardy. He's got he's a, oh Ed. That's his brother. Is it okay? Are they say, any kind of Jeff and Matt? I was going to say Tom, uh, Tom Hardy is uh, uh, Venom. Oh right, I thought it was going to be the third Hardy brother. No, no, that's it's not. That's Spike Hardy. No wait, that's no, the that's the other one. You act like this is a wrestling podcast. Well, we were trying to stay away until I came back. <laughs> <laughs> that's where my mind goes to. I lay awake at night and I'm thinking, like, hmm, the Hardy Boys had a third member. Who would it be? <laughs> Crash. It was Lita. It was. So, we want to talk about the grossness of college sports right now. It is gross. In the NIL. It's yuck. The best line that I've heard thus far is that the transfer portal is a lot like the Sex Panther cologne. 60% of the time it works every time. Uh, I mean, that's true because these kids are entering the portal thinking they're going to be a Joe Burrow or an Oscar Sheboy. And really, they're Tate Martell, who's transferred to like three or four schools at this point. And And then then he changed positions, and then he just gave up football. It was like, I can't do this. I'm not any, and you think like the XFL is getting ready to start, uh, the USFL just started. You couldn't catch on anywhere. CFL's out there. The Arena Football League still got like you couldn't catch on anywhere. Tate Martell, maybe you should have just stayed put, pal. Is that Rick Martell's younger brother? I think so. He, I mean, he is full of the same arrogance. Gotcha. So, I, you know, Sean and I talked this week. All this started over a video game. Thanks, Ed O'Bannon. Right. He ruined the last five years of everybody's life because yeah. we haven't had any NCAA football games. Yeah, Ed O'Bannon, you jerk. Five. It was well, 2014. Oh, it was 14, right. It's been eight years. Right. He, he didn't have his shoes off. Yeah. He lost you got to remember. He lost two fingers in a farming accident didn't have his shoes off. And the thing about it, they didn't name anybody on there. No. Oh, it wasn't just the fact that. It was a white guy or a black guy with a number on the back of their uniform. If Sean Kuyper sitting in front of his TV didn't go in and manually adjust, oh, that number, that number nine on LSU is Joe Burrow. Let me put his name in. Right. Then it's just characters. I've always said, give them all three-digit numbers and make them blue. It's not name and image likeness of anybody. Right. But thank you, O'Bannon twins. You ruined college sports. You jerks. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Dollar won you a national championship, and you think you're a somebody. You're a nobody. But in all honesty, we talked about this right before we started on Lear recording. Did you say Lear? On Lear. On Lear. On Lear. The air. The Lear. The air. Well, we were on Lear. It's proper. Might be in a different language, but it was proper. Anyways. The only thing they've done is bring what was in the dark into the light. Right. 
Because this was transpiring in the past. One million percent. Now, the the eight million dollar NIL deal for the junior in high school is real. Yes. To the point that he's a junior in high school and he's getting three hundred fifty thousand dollars. And then by the time he gets to be a freshman, he's going to be a million dollars a year, and that's guaranteed up until the fact that he's a junior. Now, you all said it was Tennessee. They haven't named the kid. I don't care what his name is. It doesn't really matter. He's a junior in high school. Yep. And he's got a deal for $8 million. And he's, he's not the first high school kid. There was one two years ago. The, he left his senior year early to go to Ohio State. Sat behind him last year, C.J. Stroud and whoever. He was third string. Now he's transferred to Texas. He's been in an NIL deal since his senior year. He's got a mullet. It does look nice. Not he's, as nice as my boys. He'll say. But, it, it but is, is he nice. going to start for Texas? He's in a quarterback battle right now. But still, he's making he made more money last year than anybody else. See, that's the crazy Ohio thing State. about it is, right? Okay, it's great. You went to Texas. Yeah. But if you're getting that kind of money, wouldn't you want to go to a college that you're going to play, that you know you're going to play? But here's the thing. If you don't go to a Texas or Ohio State, you're not getting that kind of money. Yeah, but he was already getting that money. Right, because he committed to Ohio State. Yeah, well, so Ohio State's paying him that money. Yeah. I, I think my yeah, under, my understanding is the NIL deal goes with you from who signs you to it. It's not – because okay. it's not a school-to-school thing because the school's – Air quotes are not one are the, not the ones paying the money. It's the boosters, right? Absolutely. So, well, you know, you think about it. now. Deion Sanders came out and he is disgusted by this nil thing because he's at a lower college, impossible for him to compete because he can't. I mean, what well, is he at? He's at Jacksonville State. Jacksonville Jack, State. Jackson State. Jackson State. Jackson State. Jackson State. Jackson he just State took the number one recruit, flipped them on signing day from Florida State. Yes. With the way this NIL stuff's going now, that never happens. Because Florida State, as soon as they catch wind of that, they're like, oh, no, no, no. We got you. Here's a million-dollar NIL deal right here. Like, you can yeah. take advantage of that. Right. So, that never happens. You think about it. There's tw- there's two times in history I can think of one of their names. I can't think of the other one. Wes probably can't. Uh, Bob Knight, when he was at Indiana, recruited Damon Bailey. Yep. When he was in eighth grade. I remember that. Billy Clyde offered an eighth grader when he was at Kentucky. Dakota Uton. Dakota Uton. Now, if if that happened now, they're throwing money at an eighth grade kid. I've said all along, this feels, looks, it's gross. Because where they... It was like Mark Emmerich came out and he said, "Hey Ronnie, we want you know we want college players to get paid. We want them to get paid." And he was just like, "Throws his hands up, fine, do it." But there's no guidance. There's no there's no rules. There's no regulations. It's just a free for all. Well, and here's here's the here's one of the other dark sides to it, right? The tennis teams, the lacrosse teams that these types of teams are now suffering because they're having instead of flying to a tournament they're having to take a bus or in some of the smaller schools this is where i saw this story they're not playing 
you know, say it's South Alabama, right? Well, South Alabama is not going to play in lacrosse. They're not going to play USC now because it's too expensive to make that trip. So they're only playing the colleges that are within a bus drive of them. So that that minimizes all that too. Now, the funny part about that is, is what does the NIL have to do with that if colleges aren't the ones that are having anything to do with this? But they're using the NIL as an excuse as to, well, we can't fund that program anymore because of this. Well, but you're not the ones putting the, the, the NIL money out. So, man, it, you talk about growth. It, like, there's a lot of stuff that we don't even have a clue about. Well, and what about it came out today? can't think of his last name. Uh, the foreign player at uh, North Carolina that uh, him and Shebway both uh, – Oh, but God. That is now cast in season three of Outer Banks. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I actually – I actually tweet about that day because being a Duke fan, yeah. I take shots at North Carolina players when I can. Right. So he's not a pro player. Right. So it's good for him to pursue a career now while he's still in college getting paid <laughs> because he's got one more year left right. of basketball and he's done. Well, and I mean, he can thank Oscar Shebway for getting him money because right. if if Oscar Shebway doesn't win the National Player of the Year this year and he's not playing at a school like Kentucky or you know one of those premier programs, then that doesn't change for foreign players. Right, they're not gonna they're not gonna change it, but because Shebway did and he had the year that he had, they're like, oh yeah, that we can we can make this work. Yeah, and which again goes back to it's gross, like that's it's super gross. And you know the the, the other side of the uh, of the name image likeness is the transfer portal. I mean, you got kids now that are getting contacted before they've even entered the portal. Case in point, the the <clears throat> Pittsburgh kid that just entered the portal, and boy, their coach come out like all lit up because he's like he didn't even enter the transfer portal, and he's getting phone calls from USC. Well, do, do you uh, know how USC got by with that? Probably used a player, Caleb Williams, USC's yeah. new quarterback, yeah. and the wide receiver are friends. Yeah, they're from the same area. They grew up together, played on the circuit, so they used him to text him. Hey, if you come to USC, we'll give you $3 million, a house, and a car. Yeah. Now, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Stay yeah. in Pittsburgh or go to California right. for $3 million. Right. That's a no-brainer. Listen, Pittsburgh's probably a, a fine city. Fine. It's not, it's not SoCal. Now, <laughs> but now I don't, I'm, not, I'm not super familiar with the money structure on the draft, right? I know, obviously, the top of the draft gets more, but... That guy's probably alert, a late first round, early second round pick. I mean, three million dollars—that might be close to the money he would even get being in the NFL. I, I don't know. Like, I doubt that the thirtieth pick is getting a twenty million dollar a year contract. Like, that's not happening. They said his if he accepts this package, it's equivalent to what Kenny Pickett will get at Pittsburgh, and he was the twentieth pick overall in the draft. So you got a college. I think he's a junior this year. He's going to make the same amount of money as Kenny Pickett is in the NFL. Well, USC likes handing them houses out because they bought Lincoln Riley's house in Oklahoma and then bought him a house in the, USC. I think they bought two of Lincoln Riley's houses. I think he had one in Lincoln, or I mean in uh, in uh, in uh, Norman, Oklahoma. And I think he had one somewhere else. And I think they bought them both. 
I may be wrong on that. Well, I know they bought two houses. I thought it was buy, they, I thought they bought him a house well, in I think, South Carolina. I, I think they bought his two South houses Carolina. and South then California. bought him a house. Gotcha. But uh, I mean, that was just the that was just the house that Clay Helton probably used to have. They just <laughs> took it back. It was like, here you go, you can have that. But and then you got the kid from Miami, the basketball player, who is said, "You're not giving me enough nil money." I'm going to enter the trans. So he's using. You're not giving me enough money. I'm going to go to the transfer portal. That's just the next evolution of it. And I hadn't heard hours, that one. Yeah, 24 hours later, he came off that stance because him and the billionaire John Ruiz, I guess, had a discussion. <laughs> he was like, "You know what? I'm fine where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm fine." <laughs> right. But that. So I have told Sean the next evolution of this is we'll use we'll use Reed Shepard for for example. He's a local kid, right? Four star. I don't know that he's hit. He's hit five star yet. I believe he is a five star. Is he a five star? If I was going to say, if he's not a five star yet, he probably will be before he's out of high school. Seems to be the real deal. But outside of Kentucky, people aren't very very familiar with him. Probably, and we're we're so familiar with him because his dad was on the '98 team. His, you know, if you don't, if you're living under a rock, his dad's Jeff Shepard. <laughs> right. But we're getting ready. And if to you get, don't know who Jeff Shepard is, go back to sleep. Right. Just turn us off now. Um, and there went everybody. Right. <laughs> well, at least these two are still right, right, right. So, and, and and we're starting to see it, and I, and I touched on it with the Damon Bailey situation, is you're going to have Paul Miller Ford, uh, you know, that's one of Kentucky's big sponsors. They're going to start throwing money at these kids younger and younger. And and, and, and it's, the whole thing just feels gross. Like, mm-hmm. so then we ask, what can we do about it? Is there any way to reel this back in at this point? There was no governance. There's no. There's no rules. There's nothing. I don't think you can. I don't think you can reel back in the way it's running now. But I do think you can put regulations on who represents the athlete um, to get these deals. So you. So you think. You go after the the handlers is what they're calling. These yeah, people. I, I am. I am the the whether you want to call them an agent, whether you want to call them a mentor, whether you want to call them a coach, whether you want to call them the handler. That's all icky, nasty, gross. I can't stand that. Those people need to go away. Right. They need to say, I need to hear from the media. When you say it like that, it sounds like they're pedophiles. Honestly, it's kind of what they are. They're preying on young kids. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's like selling kids into child slavery. Right. I mean, it's almost, it's, 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 it's tiptoeing on the line of trafficking and, and, and pedophile. Right. Because they're preying on kids and a lot of times it's families that don't have much. Right. So they're like, here, come here, let me take care of you. And then and then basically you sign over everything to them and they tell you where to go. And unfortunately, a lot of these kids come from uneducated families that don't understand what a contract reads or how it reads. Right. And here's what you're going to see 10, 15 years down the road. This handler's got a contract where he's getting sixty percent of the kids' money, right. yep. and and they won't have any money. They'll well, sign a two hundred million dollar deal, and they're going to make fifteen well, million dollars out of it. This isn't this isn't sports related. Look what Britney Spears' dad just did. That like 
Yes. And she just now got out from underneath where he was right. taking. He, he controlled 20, everything. Twenty of her. years. Yeah. 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 He controlled when she could leave, when she could spend money. Yeah. Like he took like whether she could have kids. Well, that yeah. was in the contract. That and that was her dad. Her yeah. dad yeah. was doing that to her. Yeah. What do you think these handlers are doing? Well, and by the I way, mean, the, like, the Williams sisters' dad was a lot like that. Yeah. Uh, if there's any high-profile high school athletes that are listening, and you need a handler, all four of us are available. We'll Anytime. give you we'll give you a discounted rate. Okay, we're not going to ask for much of the cut. So just just contact us. You know, we all have social media. Uh, you can call us, text us, email, whatever. But uh, you know, we're 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 available. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a miracle that we have Adam here tonight because he's running his boys. Well, I football and baseball seven days a listen, week. His his youngest. He talked he talked about the mullet man. He's, mullet mania is going to take over. Okay, I have already. He, he doesn't know this. I've already been in contact with uh, some low level. Uh, you know, like. They're not quite power fives yet, but uh, I've been talking to Cincinnati. Uh, I think we're going to get you an NIL deal soon. Well, I mean, we should. I think we so. Should. Well, with the mullet of Max, though, he fits a lot more with Coastal Carolina. What? Oh. Hey, that's that's well, Mullet University that is right mullet there. University. They played BYU. Was it last year or the year before? And the student section held sign mullets over Mormons, and I was like, yeah. hey. Which, which in 20 years is going to be a fantastic is, 30 for 30. I remember. Did that – is their quarterback still there or did yes. he come out this year? No. He, so, he'll he be stayed. he'll be out next year then. Yep. By the way, the over-under for quarterbacks next year being drafted is six and a half right now. In the first round? In the first, first round. round. There's six projected. And Will Levis. Levis is one of them. Will be one of them. Yeah. I don't think Will he will. Will Levis. I don't think he will. Will Levis. He will because – you realize that we're in, we're talking about the same NFL that has drafted guys like Akili Smith, Jamarcus and, Russell, and J- Jamar- no, Marcus Russell. Thank you. It's <laughs> when you're that large, it's Ramarcus Russell. Okay. <laughs> yes. Al Davis saw him sit in a folding chair at the fifty yard line and chuck it through the goalpost, and he was like, "I want that guy." Right. <laughs> Give me that guy. And that's the only thing he could do was throw it long. And it, as long as he could not accurate, not as long as he could be stationary, he didn't yeah. want to move. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to sit here in this folding chair. Jared Lorenzen had more mobility than he did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and but, and weighed 100 wrong. pounds more. But, I mean, we're wrong. talking about Akili Smith. We're talking about uh, um, the kid from Oklahoma State a few years ago, um, Brandon Whedon. Uh, yeah. I mean, at least Johnny Manziel won the Heisman. Yeah. Like, but we're talking about guys that are trash. Tim Tebow. But Tim Debo won the Heisman. And he won a and he, championship. And he won a playoff game in the he NFL. Did. He did. But it was all – and I love Tim Tebow. Don't get me wrong. It was all 100% just the system. And it was 316 no. day. Uh, and it, and was, it was because he threw a Hail Mary. <laughs> it was a slant route. Demarius Thomas took it to the house. Right. I yeah. mean, what was it, 70 yards? But Yeah. yeah. Something but like that. I say all that to say if Will Levis has a good year next year, he's going to the first round. If he has a year the same as this year, what? he goes in the first round just because of his just because of his attributes that he has currently. He only had one wide receiver last year in Wandell Robinson, and no, they weren't all just screen routes. They were, you know, the, the shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, he did. He threw several deep balls to him. Absolutely. I mean, Will Levis got Wondell Robinson drafted in the second no round. No question. Well, they said at the draft, if Wondell Robinson was at Nebraska, Wondell Robinson oh. goes undrafted. Hey, that, that's a fact. He was, he was terrible at Nebraska. Yeah. And, but, and it wasn't him. He's always had the talent. It's Scott well, Frost. It was Scott Frost. And, and I hate that work. because I love Scott Frost. I do too, I but I feel like he's got one year left. And they're going to – but, like, I'm like, you're freaking Nebraska. If Scott Frost, who was Mr. Everything in Nebraska, can't turn – Tom Osborne's not coming back, okay? Nebraska's like, not Nebraska. They're not Nebraska. But, that, but see, that's just it. That's where we're at. I, I'm, there's ten schools, and that's a high number. I told Sean this week, I said, I don't even know what any school has next year, okay? Don't know. But I'm going to bet that Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, USC, Michigan. Oregon. Oregon will come out as the top seven. Preseason top seven. And at the end of the year. And, and Utah could be sprinkled in because they're, they've got a really good coach. Some combination of those seven schools will be in the playoff. You would have to think LSU is going to be in there also. Nope. No. I got a feeling they made a mistake with that hire. But he I'm already has talk- an accent. And I'm not talking about He already picked up the accent. Okay? I'm 30 minutes the- after hiring. <laughs> I'm not talking about the hire, but just LSU, Brian Kelly's okay coach, and the whole NIL deal. It I could. Mean, they, they, they I would give easily. Texas more of an opportunity than LSU. I think Texas is going to be sneaky good this And year. maybe it's too early in the NIL to make a difference. This year. They only got, but I mean, Texas, Oklahoma, their window well, is 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 closing because when they join the SEC, they're gonna, they're going to get smacked around. You are you've already heard though that like Lincoln Riley said that from spring practice to opening season, that roster is going to make going to be completely different. They right? brought Lincoln Riley in for one reason: recruiting, apparently, <laughs> to win the national championship. Yeah. Yeah, and they get a preseason rank of thirty-seven. He's that on, is sick. He's on the Pete Carroll fast track to the NFL. You think? 100%. And I hate to even say this, but college football is better when USC is good. It is good. And I hate that. Well, I hate USC. hate everything about it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was better. We are in the backroom studios. Having Michigan competitive this year was like Michigan, Nebraska, USC, Oregon, Texas, all those schools – I mean, I, I'm rooting for Scott Frost to turn Nebraska around. Well, and my question was, if Scott Frost can't, nobody can. I mean, he made it work at Lincoln Central Lincoln Riley, Florida. he might be the only him, – but he ain't going there. <laughs> He's not leaving SoCal for yeah. the cornfields in Nebraska. <laughs> right, unless they're giving him like $14 million a year. Like, yeah. I want $14 million and I want to own the whole state of Nebraska. And then the other question is – everybody's firstborn. Yeah. One, one of those other schools that you didn't mention that could – Sprinkle in there is Bandy. Notre Dame. Oh, but I'm not sure. I will say you talked about Brian Kelly going to LSU. I think out of when you look at that deal, I think Notre Dame got the better hire. They made the better hire. Yeah. I think Brian Kelly's an overrated coach. I think he's paid off a week schedule at Notre Dame, and he's going to get exposed in the SEC. He's going to get that Charlie Strong treatment when Charlie Strong went from Louisville to well, Texas. Well, and 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 I tell you. It comes down to, in, in, especially in the SEC West, if you can't beat Nick Saban on a consistent basis, you don't have a – Gus Malzahn kept his job for as long as he did because he beat Nick Saban three times. Yeah. Like, beat, beat him more than anybody. Right. It's like – so if you can't – Nick Saban is becoming the – he's the bar 
And if we're not careful, Kirby Smart's going to be that bar in the East. And if you can't cons- consistently beat Kirby Smart, then you're not going to – especially these schools that think, you know, like I'm going to pick on Tennessee, okay? Tennessee's right there with Nebraska and Michigan. Like you're not Tennessee from Peyton Manning days. But okay? I think Josh Heifel is Josh the right Heifel guy. Josh is the right guy. I'm not sure he stays. He's going to stay till this kid gets his $8 million. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. He'll be there till then. I didn't like the Josh Heifel hire. But after watching the last couple of years, I'm like, they got the that they, they they got it right. He was ready for the job. It actually kind of surprised me. I bet if Venables turned down the Oklahoma job, Josh Heupel goes back to Oklahoma as the head coach. One of those other schools that is living from the '80s is Miami. Florida State's there well as well too. Yep. Florida State thinks that they're they're moving the chart this year. Miami thinks that they got the right person with um, Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball. I don't think so. I don't think he's that great of a coach. I really don't. I mean, he had a lot of talent at Oregon and couldn't do well. Couldn't do anything with it. Norvell. A lot of big losses. I like. I mean, Utah outscored them by sixty points in the two games that they played last year. I really like Mike Norvell at Florida State. I think he's a good coach. I think Willie Taggart left him with nothing. Willie Taggart was terrible. He Willie should Taggart, have never been hired. Well, until Lane Kiffin had as much has had as, as much success at, at Ole Miss as he's had, I, I said that that Lane Kiffin was the was the the biggest name coach that has never done anything that continues to get big name jobs. Willie Taggart has become that guy. I'm like, how do you keep? He was at Oregon. He's at Florida State. Like, how do you keep getting but these like, jobs? But I think Lane Kiffin has proven now that he's a good coach. I think Lane Kiffin's good. You know now, what saved him? Now, what, Nick Saban. Nick going to Nick Saban. When Nick he went Sa- to yes. Nick Saban as his offensive coordinator, well, that's that's where him. coaches go to get rehabilitated. It's like I need to I need to learn how to win again. So the be- the best Bill O'Brien, <laughs> Steve Sarkeesian, the right. best. He had to to me, the best path to a university choosing their head coach. I would rather have the Kirby Smart disciple, the Nick Saban disciple, the Chip Kelly disciple, than the Willie Taggart who was at a small school. Yeah. That's what scares me about the hire for Florida. He's He was a great coach, but he's coming from a small school to a big giant. You are and I don't know that he's, you he's can. Good. Billy Billy, good. Billy Napier is good. Billy Napier is he a Napier or Napper? But see, because it, where I'm Napier. from in West Virginia, that's a big debate. If you're on one side of the hill, you're Napier. If you're on the other, you're Napper. And the Napiers so, are probably higher class. Yeah. Higher class, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> he's oh, def- no. oh yeah, he's definitely a Napier. I thought the Napiers was down here. Oh, no, no, Napier no. Is no here. If you take the time in West Virginia to say Napier. Oh yeah, you're. <laughs> oh, you put the extra syllable in it because yeah. you're a nuns you're fancy. Yeah, because as of right now, Napper he's taking the I out of it. That's the, a silent I. I the I's gone. Yeah. N a p p e r. Napper. I'm Napper. Billy Napper. <laughs> so tell me that does not sound more Florida though. That it definitely sounds like Louisiana Lafayette or Raging Cajun. Billy Napper. Billy Napper catching gators down there. Catching gators down there. Billy Napper. And I caught me the biggest gator. Danny Gainesville. I once had a linebacker, Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. <laughs> my, 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 my mama said, my, my, my mama said. Mama told me I shouldn't get a tattoo of Roy Orbison. 
And with that, Wes just lost his thoughts. <laughs> I wonder if with the NIL deal, though, if some of these um, coaches are going to be exposed as not great coaches. If you get these guys to come in for the money that's being offered and they're that good of a player, but yet that team goes 8-8, eight and eight, I'll – you could see it. Yeah, that chain's going to be a lot shorter. You could see They're going to be like, well, if we're going to pay these players $50 million, right, we can pay right. your But you could see a major split in these guys are really good coaches. These guys are really mediocre I mean, coaches. He's talking who's, shit de- who's determining the value of these kids? I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? I think it's the handlers. Uh, like, I think I'm the handlers sure are going to these, these coaches and be like, yeah. I believe my boy's worth $7 million. Because – Miami. And somebody has to be stupid enough to believe that, right? Well, and then, yeah. but I'm sure it's like a negotiating thing. It's like I don't, we can't do seven. We, I can probably do two. And he's like, oh, two's not going to get him. You know, Kentucky's offering him three. Right. That's where, that, that's the thing with the pit wide receiver. Have you yeah. seen Kentucky originally offered like seven hundred and fifty thousand? Yeah. The story came out. USC offered three million. Kentucky's like, best we can do is one point five. <laughs> I mean, that, that's it. One point well, five. I mean. We yeah, have I mean, we ain't even giving him a giving him a house. We have it on audio. The same thing happened with Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean Mississippi State. He said he said oh, I mean they have his handler on. I, I think it was his dad at the time was. Uh, well, I mean Auburn's offering us seven hundred fifty thousand, and basically Mississippi State says we can't do that. He goes to Auburn, wins the national championship, goes to the NFL, loses his mind. Yeah. Yeah, his hair went all over the place. Got beat in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, I believe it was. Never been the same since. Nope. the same. Out of the league now. Yep. That is, like, and it's super sad because it's like Cam Newton was. Generational. Yeah, but then he but he turned into being a flash in the pan. He was, he was almost a one-hit wonder. Like, once he caught the league by storm, everybody figured out what Cam Newton does, and it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and that's the thing with the NFL that's different than college. NFL will figure you out. They will. It, look at Colin Kaepernick. Yep. He led the Niners to a Super Bowl. He run all over my Packers. Yeah. Playoff record, 200 yards rushing. Three years later, he can't complete two passes in a row. Right. I mean, well, NFL will figure you out. They will figure you out. And, I mean, and, and usually if you have to play, if you're in the same division and you have to play the team again, by the second time, you're not doing that again. You may, you, you may torch me for 400 yards through the air. Next time you won't, promise you. But I feel like we're moving that way. Like, I feel like especially college football is moving that way. I mean, it's just like whoever has the most money is going to be able to compete. And that, like, that takes what used to be so awesome. It's not exactly like there's a lot of parody in it now. I mean, Colin Cowherd was talking about this one day this week. He's like, over the last 20 years, seven schools have dominated college football. Yeah. In, in 20 years. And Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State and Ohio State, State. Yeah. and they Florida in there for two years, and they have separated themselves from everybody else. Yeah, I, I mean, and Georgia's starting to come up, but it's really, I mean, you got Alabama, you got Clemson, and Clemson desperately and needs a bounce back year this year. I mean, like their defense was all world last year, and their quarterback couldn't keep them off the field. Right. Somehow they won ten games last year. 
I guess that just shows you how weak the ACC is. ACC was really down last year. Yeah. But, I mean, they won 10 games, and that kid literally – I mean, I mean, I think we had a bet on the first game of the season. I, you know, But that was – talk about an ugly game. Hell, it was, what, 10 to 7? Yeah. <laughs> Between no Georgia off, and – No offensive touchdown. Yeah. The whole game. Yeah. I mean, and that game came in that it was going to be like, this could be game of the year. Georgia, I mean, if Georgia he doesn't play. throw a pick six, it's 3-3 going to overtime. Yep. I mean, it was ugly. And then Georgia wins the national championship. Yeah. Um, by throwing the football <laughs> with Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, and they—I mean, like—he's the—he's back this year. I mean, the the other kid transferred out. JT Daniels. Yeah, where did he go? Uh, he Almost came from USC, West Virginia. Did he? That's probably so, that's probably a good move. So he's going to suck this year. <laughs> he's going to be great. He's going to save Neil Brown's job. They that's had do. listen. They had the greatest white quarterback of all time, Pat yeah. White. Pat White. Yeah. The only quarterback to go four and zero in bowl games. I'm not real sure. <laughs> I, really, I really hope that picked up. <laughs> Shelly, you got to feed Wes. Shelly, think of that. There's Tommy growling over here. I'm not sure that he picked up on on your joke that day, because he was literally arguing with you, saying, "No, he was black." <laughs> I did too. I was like, he's the best. He's the best. White. Last name White. The best white quarterback. He didn't get it. He just now had an aha moment. (laughs) Look, it's been long days. I mean, which which makes it even better. Right. So, but you're starting to see, and you made the point earlier, and I'm going to talk about Adam's favorite topic, okay? You made the point earlier. Shelly. You have something to say? Shelly, get the cooking. I mean, I mean, you figure a guy delivers bread. He has a sandwich in his back pocket, you think. My goodness, emergency sandwich. Somebody break the glass. And this, I mean, this goes to show butternut bread will not fill you up. You need Heiner's white bread. It's made of air. So we have, you made the statement about John Calabari. If he can't recruit then what good is he? He's useless. He's useless. So, because he Wes, can't coach. Well, well, Wes and I have talked. We're recruiting guys. They, they got the transfer guy from Illinois State. Average 21 points a game. That's going to transfer in, I mean, translate in the SEC to 10 to 12 points a game. Yep. Okay, so we so now we're getting 10, 10. We can't find an 18-year-old kid that can score 10 points? Okay. And we lost out on the And then we lose out on the, on the, on the South Dakota State shooter. Who goes to Creighton over us? And I'm like, we can't even beat Creighton for somebody. Man. Like, and Creighton's coach is a good coach. He is. Good. What he has done he at that school, and I tell you, is impressive. They're in the they're they're in the Big East, right? Creighton. Yes. Yeah. That's a sneaky good basketball yeah. conference. Oh, Big East is great. Like they're still what they always have been. It's not quite as good as it was UConn, Syracuse, yeah. like when they were doing all like. But it's pretty good. <laughs> well, UConn, that's what they went to the American for a little while. Yeah. And they wanted out of the American. They said, we need back in the Big East. Right. Because that's what's going to get us. Did they go back to the Big East? Oh, yeah. That's where they are. Yeah. And so I really enjoyed, I guess my favorite version of the Big East was when they brought in West Virginia and they brought in Louisville. Yeah. Uh, the Big East was really good then. But. And that was when they disbanded the Metro Conference. And that's when I. That's why I want West Virginia and the ACC. Louisville, you get all that. Uh, Louisville, Memphis, uh, West uh, 
Virginia Tech. That was the old Metro Conference. How old? Because I don't remember the Metro Conference. I've uh, never late, heard of the Metro. <laughs> late 80s, early 90s. What were you, 35? <laughs> I think I was just a hair over 20. You've never heard of the Metro Conference? No. I think Cincinnati was in that conference. Cincinnati was in that conference as well. Yeah. Yeah. All and right, anyway. The rest of the story. <laughs> Pepperidge Farmer members. So, Sometimes uh, <laughs> your age just comes out naturally. <laughs> Every time you all open your mouth. <laughs> so you think about that, and, and now he's losing out on these recruits. Now we're not able to, to compete financially with some of these other schools that are, that, are, that are clearly paying for players. So it's like he came in – John Calipari came in in 2010 – West, huge Kentucky fan. Okay, Man. I for the longest time loved John Calipari, and I've and I've told you all, I I'm to the point now where I can't defend him anymore. Like the things he's doing, you just can't defend anymore. And it's like, so if you brought, you changed the game of college basketball in 2010. Okay, I think everybody sitting at the table would totally agree to that. It started making your guy, Coach K, do things that he had never done before. Yep. You you would have never thought. 20 years ago that, that Coach K would take players that he has taken since Cal's been at Kentucky. And he he's even said before that, I'll never take a one-and-done guy. We develop guys right. here. And then Cal comes in starts having instant success. Yep. And, he's, and and you see K, Roy Witt, they're like, huh, easy that pump brakes. You know what I said. I didn't really mean that. If we yep. can get a guy, we'll take him. That's that, you know, and then and then you start getting you start getting guys come in. So then 2015 hits. Everything changes for Kentucky because the game changes again, and Calipari stays in the 2010 mindset, and he keeps trying to do the same thing: dribble, drive, one and done, platoon. You know all these things that come out, and now it's changed again, and he might now just be getting to the second change, like he's he's still a change or two behind, and I think he's so arrogant. And pompous that he's going to be like, no, it's going to work my way. It's going to work my way. You fans are going to sit down and shut up, and you're going to like it. And when we win the national championship, you're going to cheer for us, and everything's and and by all means, if Kentucky goes out this year and cuts down the nets in March, it's all forgiven. It's all forgot about, and everybody you're going to see everybody that was calling him clown, and they're going to be like, man, you're joking. Until the next time that we don't, and for another three, it'll be he'll it'll buy him three or four years, and if, then if. Kenny Payne goes out and does with Louisville what we think he's going to do. Yeah. It's going to put even more heat on Calipari. But he's got 52 million reasons. Like that matters? It does. When you're paying for players. When you're paying. 52 million has got to come from somewhere. Yeah. I just just got to tell you this real quick. The Metro Conference ran from 75 to 95. It was the Metro 7. Cincinnati, Louisville, Memphis, St. Louis, Tulane, Florida State, and the Georgia Institute of Technology. I don't even remember that school being in that. That was the. Seven. I remember that as Conference USA. Wait a minute, Georgia Institute of Technology. Yeah, that's Georgia Tech. Oh, is that what? Oh, well, <laughs> that like I never even heard of them. They didn't call it Georgia <laughs> Tech in here. McGill or Jack? Yes. So Georgia Tech, Texas so. Agriculture and Machining. So. But Florida State and Georgia Tech wound up going to the ACC, obviously, and then it just started disbanding from there. But, uh, but so, yeah. So, and, and I mean, college basketball has changed. That was that old. You got Cal, who retired. 
you've got Jay Wright who just up and retired. Uh, he's not done coaching. He's going to be in the NBA yeah. probably next year. Uh, he's going to do a year in studio, and then and then he's going to the league. Roy Williams retired. Roy Williams retired. Year. Tom Izzo's almost there. Yeah. Speculation is Jay Wright left because he didn't want to deal with all this crap. Well, see, and that's a lot of the talk about why Kay left, why Roy Williams left, why Jay Wright left. They didn't want to recruit their own players. Right. They didn't want the transfer portal. They didn't want any of that. Well, because for so long, whenever you know you have you have your Iowa and your Cincinnati and your Louisville and your you they're there recruiting you know kids you know, uh, Wagner DJ Wagner you know they might be in the gym and then you see you see the Duke shirts walk in or you see the North Carolina shirts or the Kentucky shirts you're like oh crap like lost <laughs> lost it that's fine you know do you know any three stars that might be one you know that's but now. All that advantage is gone. So well, and, and you're going to start seeing this now. You're going to see more Kayvon Thibodeaux, the guys that carry care about their profile. Mm-hmm. They care about the name on the back of the jersey, right? Yep. So it it doesn't necessarily mean that the big kids are going to the big schools because they may go to that small school. To where they're the guy. Right. Just like, like Dion got that guy to right. Jackson State. Right. I mean, he can say he don't like NIL, but there's no reason that kid goes to Jackson State unless he's getting paid somehow. Right. Right. And and But, I mean, Jackson State doesn't have the money to give 20 guys no, that. No. But they give one guy that. And he can be the big dog. And, and if he goes out and performs and becomes a top pick in the draft whenever he comes out, then it's going to give Dion more power. Now Dion's pretty happy where he's at right now, but it makes you wonder if Dion will have the hunger to to move. Well, you know, he, he's going to Florida State. One hundred. I was going to say when I was talking about Mike Norvell earlier, Mike Norvell's leash this year is about this long. And if you can't, I'm showing you guys listening. About about four inches. Depends on who you ask. Five inches. <laughs> Looks like ten to me. Looks like ten to me. That's <laughs> pretty close to ten. It's at least a foot. Uh, so. If you, uh, which by the way, that's why a nose can't be bigger than eleven inches. Because if it was, it'd be a foot. Dad joke for that. Boom. So Mike Norvell's leash is very small. That's the show, folks. That's all, folks. Uh, whenever they get rid of Mike Norvell. If that if their very first call isn't the AD flying to Jackson State with a blank check and saying telling Dion I'm not coming back Coach Prime until you're on the plane with me, yeah. What the Alabama AD did to Nick Saban that year when he told the media I'm, I'm, not. I'm not leaving Miami. I love it here. And then the next week he left Miami. Um, but that's a good that's a good thought. Dion Sanders is the next head coach of Florida State, and if it's anybody else. They need to fire the whole campus. Yep, everybody. You fire them all, and it they may they may fall flat on their face. Dion coming back there is the Harbaugh coming back to Michigan type move. D well, more impactful. I think Dion coming back to to Florida State instantly makes them relevant again. Well, then, then I would say Norvell has got this year, and he's out of luck. If, I don't think he finishes the year. I don't because his roster's not good. Right. I don't think he, he, he feels here. like that he's going to be competitive. Well, uh, if he, he has to, yeah. <laughs> I mean, God love right. Bless his heart. 
Mike, I'm, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I just don't have a lot of faith in you. Miami's team. quarterback, that Van Dyke kid, man. I tell you what, Dick? he's legit. Dick Van Dyke? Uh, his boy. Actually, his grandson, probably. Yeah. Tyler. Dickie? Tyler. Yeah. Oh, Tyler. Yeah. He's he's projected like top three. Yeah. But we're a quarterback-driven league. So, like, of course you're going to have the quarterbacks. Because if most of the time there are your Brad, your Brad Johnsons, your Trent Dilfers. You okay? Are you asleep? Oh, okay. Thought he was asleep. Thought Pepaw was napping. <laughs> the hands went down. You never know at this age. I mean, <laughs> I got some smelly salts. I was going to see his nose. Watch his back. See if he was still breathing. Yeah, he's good. It's a quarterback-driven league. There are, like I said, there are times that you got Trent Dilfer. You have uh, you have uh, Brad Johnsons that win Super Bowls, but it's always because they have a fantastic defense. Yeah. If you don't have a quarterback in the NFL. You don't have anything. Right. Especially as the NFL is moving if you don't have a quarterback. I mean, I mean, Tampa won the Super Bowl two years ago, and, yes, they had a great defense. If Jameis Winston's still the quarterback, they don't win that Super Bowl. Right. So, so speaking of quarterback, <laughs> I don't – there's this – I don't know what the name of their show is. I can't, they, they just do these clips of their podcast or radio show, whatever it is, on TikTok. And I see them. They're basically a Detroit Lion, you know, group. But they're really good with what they talk about. They were talking about Malik Willis. Because a lot of people feel like that the Lions should have took Malik Willis at number two. And their point today was, but... Every team in the NFL, including all of the teams that needed quarterbacks, passed on him in the first round and in the second round. And he went in the third round, right? Or was it he fourth was, round? It was the third. It was round. third. Yeah. yeah. Which basically said that everybody in the league said he was not good enough to be a first or a second round pick. And and basically said that had the Titans not taken him where they did. He probably falls to the fourth or fifth round, which is probably where his true grade was. I don't think that's his fault, though. I think teams waited this year. They punted on quarterback this year because they know C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young's coming next year. The quarterback class next year is so much better. They're just going to suck for another year, get a top-five pick, draft a quarterback then. I still think – uh, and the looming trades of, break, of Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo, you can get them on the cheap. You can get them. You can sign them to a year deal. Well, the, uh, the thing about it is, is Baker has a deal, and the Browns don't want to pay him, so they're trying to trade him with his contract, and it ain't gonna happen. Well, they're gonna have to buy him out. They're just gonna have to eat his contract. Yeah, I, that's the same thing. The Lakers gonna. Or do they're gonna us. have to release him. Yeah, you know? I mean, the Lakers gonna do the same thing with Russ. They're gonna they're gonna eat his contract and let him go. Yeah. They're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see some of these teams sign those two guys or trade for them and they're gonna and they're gonna be a, a cheap fill in for a few years. And I'm not sure that Garoppolo's leaving. I don't know that they're convinced that Trey Lance is the guy. I, I agree with you. You take flyers on these guys that I mean, listen, South Dakota State, great program, but I mean it it is I mean, it is a division two school. Like I'm not sure that the Patriots believe that Mike Jones is the guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I, it's just it, it's it's interesting how how all that transpires. But I don't disagree with that. Now the the other funny part about it is is I heard I was 
I listen to a lot of sports radio when I'm driving around now. It's one of the things I love about being back on the selling side of the of the thing is the NFL got mad at the Lions because when the Jaguars took um, old dude at number one, yep. they turned their card in so fast for Aiden Hutchinson, they didn't have time to put his name on the jersey. They were like mad at him because they literally ran. But if you know your pick, you know your pick. It, it, it well, they're like, "Oh my God, we got Hutchinson!" It was, it was like thirty seconds. Yeah, the tops. Yeah. you see, the, and uh, the Jets did the same thing yep. because was, the Houston pa- passed up on the kid from Cincinnati. Well, did you hear? Did you? I was getting ready to say that. Did you see the clip of the coach for the Jets calling uh, calling uh, Sauce, and like he just starts screaming Sauce? Like, I mean, just. He couldn't believe the kid was there. Because they took Stingley, right? Yep. Yeah. Who hasn't played in two years. Had one good year. Freshman year, 2019. Jadavion Clowney's got paid a lot of money for one play he made in college. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not that good. It's just that one dominant play against Johnny Michigan Manziel got paid pretty well for one media. I mean, he turned into a Heisman year, but it wasn't all that great of a year. He did he beat see, Alabama. He, he beat Alabama. And he ran around. He ran around. 30 yards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing to me that these guys in these organizations are paid millions of dollars to sit here and do what we're doing right now. And I'm fairly certain that the four of us could could do as good a job. They they pay a lot of attention to that daggone workout at the combine. That don't mean nothing. If Malik Willis can't hit a wide open guy from fifty yards with no pressure on him, I mean, I think Malik Willis fell into a great spot. I think boy Tannehill is not happy about it. That's for sure. But listen, he don't have to work. Tannehill, he's, he's like, it's not my job to mentor him. I'm like, wow, that's a good start. Then I'd, I'd say, you know what, Ryan, I'll find somebody that will. You know what, though, Ryan's not wrong. It's not not his job. Well, and I mean, it's the same thing Aaron Rodgers said. Of course, they took Jordan Love in the first round, but... But Brett Favre said the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. Right, yeah. And I'm sure sure that it's not their their job, and I I don't necessarily think they look for a mentor, but I'm going to learn a lot just sitting with you in the quarterback room. Willis is in one of those organizations that has their stuff together. Mm -hmm. Everybody was questioning... The trade that they made of AJ Brown. Well, AJ Brown had already told them that he wanted twenty-five million dollars a year. They weren't going to pay him that, and he'd already said, "I'm not re-signing with you." Okay, fine. Whoop! There's Traylon Burke sitting right there, who's basically you or better and younger, and younger, yeah. and we don't have to pay him for another five years. So we'll go get that, and we'll get some some more capital with it. And I mean, do you know how Philly got in on it? Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown were high school friends. Yes. It all ties together. Every we're time. headed. Well, I mean, uh, Brown, I think, yeah. Brown to uh, the Cardinals, which yep. apparently they already knew the Hopkins suspension was coming down prior to the draft. Yes. So that's one of the reasons. But Lamar Jackson had no clue. You don't pick the phone up and call your quarterback and say, hey, just so you know, we're getting ready to trade your boy. Not just your quarterback, like your franchise. Your franchise. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, like, his tweets – but he, now he, he had asked know. to be traded, apparently. Yeah. 
They said he asked a year ago to be traded. So Lamar was aware of the situation, and his tweets was about how in the world Marquise Brown was already at the Cardinals draft party 20 minutes after getting traded. So he was, what his so, so was his anger was directed towards Hollywood Brown. And the Cardinals, yeah. yes. Like, how, well, and how Cliff Kingsbury came out and said that, they, that it had been hush-hush. There was only three people that knew about it. Yeah. But because they didn't want – Here's what I'll tell they you. They didn't want something – oh, they didn't want the Ravens – I would hate to think that I was replacing DeAndre Hopkins for six games with Marquise Brown. I like Marquise Brown as the number two or number three. They're replacing Hopkins with Marquise Brown for good. Because Hopkins, Hopkins is, is aging up there. Hopkins has been hurt constantly the last couple of years. Well, I understand that. But, again, I would hate to think I was replacing DeAndre I Hopkins think, with I think their Marquise mindset is, is they're replacing Kirk. With with him since Christian that's Kirk left to Miami, yeah, I agree with Neil. They still yeah. have a toddler. The, 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 that's their excuse. Oh, we're, yes. we, we got rid of you know. They're going to pay that left. toddler though because well, he threw a toddler temper tantrum in the yes. store. Dummy, you're under contract. Shut up and play. That's one of the things that I do dislike the most about the NFL, baseball, all of that. If you sign a contract. That's your contract. What, which is why the Glazers. Which, which means that a signature means nothing. Which is talking about another thing that I listened to on the show last week. Which is why I respect the Glazers. Because Tom Brady tried to force his way out of Tampa is what it's looking like. Yep. And they said, uh-uh, pal, you're under contract for us next year. I'm not giving your rights up to anybody. If you play next year, you're playing in Tampa. What you do after next season is your business. But for next for the twenty two twenty three season, you're here, bud. Sorry. I mean, all the trades we've seen this NFL offseason, I blame Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase for it. Because if they didn't have the success they had last year, all these wide receivers are not trying to get with their college quarterbacks. Right. Devontae Adams and Derek Carr is back together. Kyler and Marquise but they, Brown. But they've wanted together. to do that for a while, though. Yeah. Sure they have. As a Packers fan, were you happy with the draft? Yes. Did you hear what Devontae Adams said, though? He totally threw Aaron Rodgers under the bus. He goes, it's really nice to be in a room with a, with a quarterback that you think on the same page with, and it's not just a it's, – it's about but, the team. But and everybody knows that Aaron Rodgers is the most miserable human being on yeah. the face of the planet. Hey, look, if he was not the quarterback of the Packers, I'd hate his guts. I'm right. not – he's a terrible okay. human being. He's the quarterback of the Packers, and I do hate his guts. Because so. you're a Bears fan. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Uh, he it has nothing, he has nothing to do with the Bears. I promise you that. Uh, I am not rooting for the Bears no more. He, I'm done. He, uh, I'm a free agent right now. But and everybody talking. You know, Aaron Rodgers signed a three year deal. It's basically he signed three one year deals. Right. I don't know. I think his stay in Green Bay is coming to an end. I think he wouldn't have. Re- they wouldn't have pressured him to reach if Jordan Love was really ready to go. And the answer. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah. He's not the answer. Trade up next year, get a Bryce Young, get a C.J. Stroud. Yeah, but trading Rogers. up is not their thing. Get a Will Levis. They <laughs> are not, that, that, that would be, be the worst. ultimate thing no, ever. It's <laughs> if next year in the first round with the selection at 25, the Green Bay Packers take Will Levis. I be, can't wait. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, if there is an NFL sports god out there, please let that happen. Sports god, please. And then then have them trade for Wondell Robinson because they're best buds. No, 
I, I like Wandell. I will not say anything bad about Wandell. You would have took Wandell over the linebacker, the second linebacker, right? Didn't they take two linebackers? No, in the they first took round? a D tackle and a linebacker. Yeah, you would have took Wandell over one of those guys, though, right? No, no, no. I was kind of hoping no. Wandell would. If Wandell Robinson goes to the Packers in the first round, yeah, he's the he would have been the first wide receiver taken off the board. Only because of the landing spot. Oh, you told in our in our, in our draft. Oh, absolutely. So, but the reason they went linebacker, do you say DB and DT? And I'm, tackle. I'm tackle convinced linebacker. if we hadn't have said something about Darren taking Wandell Robinson, he wouldn't have took Pickett in the draft. You, you got Darren. He mm-hmm. Darren's me every draft. Yeah. This year, the baseball draft. I don't know if you've heard this story. I actually heard it on the podcast. Because as boring as the baseball episode was, I did listen. It, well, thank you. Was it really boring? No. I just don't like baseball. I was fantasy baseball. I was sitting there. Was it you that I had just told? And I was like There you go. What do you think about taking Rio Muto or uh, Rio Muto right now? And here? I was like, he had come back around. I was like, I'm gonna get Rio Muto right now. It's fantastic. JT Rio Muto, catcher for the Phillies. Two picks left. Yeah. <laughs> someone takes no, someone it's else. It's me. Yeah, it, they pick he's uh, picks there. It's Darren, no pick, then me. Sean, I have whispered to him. Nobody else has heard. Darren's like, uh, I think I'll take it. JT Riamuto. <laughs> I had literally just pulled my knife out of my pocket. And I said, I swear to God, Darren, if you take my player right now, I'm going to cut you. <laughs> he says, uh, I think I'll take JT Riamuto. I just throw my knife. I'm like, yeah, the stare <laughs> that Neil gave Darren had to lie. It, it was not that long, but it looked like it lasted for five minutes. And you're like, I cannot believe that just happened. So, a little fun fact about fantasy baseball. Darren is the reason I no longer pick re- relief pitchers. Because two drafts ago, I had I was going to take a Rawlis Chapman. He took a Rawlis Chapman before I could get him. There was another relief pitcher. I had. I was like, I'm going to get – Took him. I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm not taking a relief pitcher anymore. <laughs> and, and hasn't had one in three years. Nope. Don't take relief pitchers. <laughs> there you go, Darren. You're welcome. Of course, Jeff takes most of them anyway. Right. So, but this has kind of been, uh, what would I call this show? Jambalaya. Jambalaya. <laughs> this is the variety show. This is a You're variety getting show. It all. You're getting it all. We're a little bit, you know, a little here, a little there. Talk about, you know. The Metro League, <laughs> Metro Conference. What what was it? It's the Metro Conference. Yeah, yeah, there was a number with it. What was the number? Metro Seven. Seven. Metro Seven. Hmm. But see, in that time frame, there were a lot of other conferences out there. I mean, that's because the conferences back then were five, six, seven, eight yeah. schools. You had uh, what's the one the Arkansas and uh, Southern Conference? The, the, yeah, the Southern Conference. You know, I mean, they 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 split that, and that some kind of Arkansas and Texas and all yeah. that. Right? Yes, right. see that one I've heard of the not swag, the, not the something. not the metro. That, but I mean, that's when Kenyon Martin was around, if I'm not mistaken. So so the the yeah, he was a conference USA. It was early nineties, yeah. but it, he, Kenyon he, Martin wasn't early nineties. No, Kenyon Martin was conference USA. Yeah. Bob Huggins was, was the coach. Yeah. So okay, then that, then he's he's the year or two after the metro broke up. Yeah, nine, 95 is when it said seventy five to ninety five is when the metro okay. was. Hmm. You guys are old. That's all I gotta say about that. I mean, really though, this is what we're headed for with the NIL and transfer. Division one's going to split. 
You're going to have these small schools be considered Division Two, and your Division One's going to be your Alabamas, your Texas. You're going to have your Power Five conferences. You say that. Plus a few on the But outside. then how did the kid go to Creighton? He's from South Carolina State. I mean, South Dakota State. I understand that, but he's still the number but, four. Uh, it wasn't about money. Yeah. He, he he went to get he wanted exposure. Yeah, he, and, he, and believe it or not, Creighton gets you exposure, but he's going to play. You know, yeah, like he, he but there, if he comes to Kentucky, he's behind. It's just like the kid from Moorhead State. If he would have come to Kentucky, he would have been behind Oscar. If he goes to Auburn, he's starting. I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, you know, he saw he saw his and he gets to play for Sweaty Bruce and. <laughs> Who would not and hey, that? you know, Creighton is not a deep roster. I mean, they run seven, eight guys. Well, and listen, he's going to get exposure just for the simple fact that he plays in the Big East. Yeah, and and in New York, up up in, up in the North, that's what you watch on TV. Well, and, 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 and Big TV East has now. their own conference or you know their own channels, and yep, yep. you know they're and you well, get, they're with Fox, right? And you yeah, I think play. so. But yeah. he's not on a national TV station everywhere in the United States. Fox is Fox. I mean, that's. But I mean, I saw Creighton play about six times this year on national television. I'm not saying they're not good. We're not talking Fox Sports. We're We're not talking actual Fox. But we're not. He's not going to be Channel 56 on one of the Blue Blood teams. And if he wanted, if he wanted exposure and be on ESPN, (laughs) you know, NBC or CBS, and, and you can, and they move those times around to where you can see on the West Coast also. You know, he didn't care about exposure. Right. It's either A, somebody was a big donor at Creighton and said, here's this much money, come play for us, or he didn't care about any of that, period. Maybe he just liked the coach. I I don't think – I know it's crazy, but I don't think his was about money at all. I really don't. No, I think – I'd say a lot of it has to do with the style of play that Creighton does and the coach. That coach is – like, I'm surprised he's still at Creighton. Why is he still at Creighton? Does and is he is he the next uh, the next dude uh, Mark Few? I mean, is that is he just going to be a lifer there? Maybe did they know. almost fire him? Yeah, I didn't know they that. almost fired him before he got uh, yeah, but he got, he got in trouble or something. Yeah, though, before right? he got his yeah. son Doug McDermott. Yeah, so before they got him, they were ready to let him go. That dude is still there. Yes, Doug McDermott's been out of yeah, Creighton for, for a, a long while. time. Yeah. He's already yeah. out of the NBA. Well, he yeah. did. It was he had no. a cup of coffee in the NBA, right? You know, not everybody can well, be J.J. Reddick. He's, he's probably still on a roster somewhere. I don't think he is. No, I don't think J.J. So. Reddick still on a roster somewhere. <laughs> he's with ESPN, unfortunately. Well, then it was just recent. <laughs> yeah, this, this year. past year. Yeah. yeah, He hung around in the league way longer than he ever had any business hanging around the league. So, um, what about this trip to Nashville in a few weeks? Can't wait. Uh, yeah, he is still on the the San Antonio Spurs hmm. with a thirteen point seven my uh, seven five million dollar a year salary. Well, yeah, that's why he's still there. I mean, but King Griffey Jr. is the sixth highest paid player on the Reds right now. <laughs> he's fifty two, and he's still the best player on the Reds. <laughs> Probably he could he listen. He, he could better. come out of retirement today, and he would not be the worst player. <laughs> Wes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. He could prop completely, especially the with the NLDH. He could get up here, you know, crank a few homers out. If Albert Pujols can come back to the Cardinals and start hitting home runs, there's no doubt that gray-headed King Griffey Jr. could hit home runs. Just I like want to see Manny Ramirez ball. come back. 
I would love it. Manny be Just let Manny, Manny be Manny I don't know Manny. if it's true or not, but I heard that he was still playing in a Mexican league. I think he oh, was. Oh, there's no doubt. Listen, I love Manny Ramirez. I, I love everything about Manny. Well, Bartolo Colon is playing in a Mexican league still. He's Listen. like 50. And he's the 5, best 5,000 pounds ever. Big Sexy needs to be in the MA, in the Major League Baseball somewhere. I don't care if he's playing. I don't care if he's a hitting coach. And, yeah, he hit a home run, and he's terrible. Hitting coach, pitching coach, he just needs to be somewhere. Pedro Martinez is the same way. I love Pedro. He yeah. carried around a, a, a mini of himself, and he grabbed the bench coach from uh, the Yankees by, by Don his Brinkley. Don Zimmer and threw him down on the ground. It's a man right there. Yeah. What a man move. He was so good. So we get to go back, wrapping back around. We can go to Nashville. You all get to be in the car with the EST of LWC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I brought that up. I'm glad you said that. I'm going to trademark that. <laughs> It'll be I, on T-shirts by I Nashville. Am, I am the EST of LWC. Uh, yeah, I mean, the bestest. Can we, can we get that on a shirt? Yeah. I mean, if you wear that, the I told him. I told him today. I want to see if we can find a place that can design a shirt to put our faces on the Mount Rushmore and have the back of it say the Moco Four Horsemen. Or we could just get character caricatures where Rawls is sitting there holding the fours up. Oh, that'd be a good oh. one too. But you know, Sean, there's this thing here on this this rectangle called yeah. the internets. Yeah, you can find stuff on the internets. Yeah. It's got the Googles. The Google machine. The Googles. Well, I know I don't want to put it on you throw Facebook. Up, you throw up the three Googles. Because the last time I asked a question on Facebook, I had people calling, texting, and emailing me that I'd never heard of before. Just tell them that the EST of LWC is living. <laughs> so, I think that'd be cool. I'm excited. And, I mean, we got Mongo. Mongo's going to come with us. Mongo's going to be there. Mongo's going to be there. <laughs> I'm blue. Mongo may not come back from Nashville the same. <laughs> did you uh, Did you explain? Have you explained to him yet? I haven't yet. The silence? I'm letting yeah. him get through the through the um, last couple of weeks of... Does he uh, know that he's going, that we're going? Oh, yes. He yeah. does know that we're going. Yes. Mongo's, I, I did show him the tickets. And Mongo's trying to get through school first. Dad. What grade's he in? Uh, he's like uh, finishing up his first year. 15th. Oh, wow. 13th. I didn't realize that he was already out of high school. That just shows my age again that I've got a kid that's uh, coming out of the first year of his college. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've got a 27-year-old, so. <laughs> I'm not that old. I don't have a 27-year-old. I got a 14-year-old. That's as old as I go. Mine's not 12 yet. <laughs> My youngest one is 17 and will be 18 this year. So, uh, but yeah, Mongo's going to come back to Nashville and never be the same. I, I He can't wait. I think he'll be more excited once he get out of school and he's like, oh, I'm going to start a paper chain. We're going to SummerSlam. I'm going to start July. a paper chain June 1st. A what? Paper chain. <laughs> 
don't know what you mean by that. Now, wait a you minute. You call us old, <laughs> and you want to bring out the paper chain where you take off a link each well, yeah, day to count down the days. That's how you celebrate in elementary school. That, that's exactly <laughs> what we did. Now, when you all were in elementary school, you probably did things a little different. But, yeah, that's what we did. Right. Coming up to a big break, you have paper chain. You know the links of paper? They're circular. Rip one off. No, get nope. a day closer every day. Yeah. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you being serious right now? <laughs> Did you yeah. even go to public school? I wouldn't be acting like. Uh, well, technically. I mean, Lawrenceburg is. Uh, it wasn't Lawrence. But see, my grade school was Catholic school. Well, that says that, it that right there. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We didn't have no paper change. We just got the crap beat out of us every day. They like okay. candles, incense, right? I can say that. So, you, where do you buy these said paper chains? Just you make them. Oh, you make them. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Construction paper, cut it into strips. You you can get fancy with different colors if you want on every link. You can use glue. You can staple. You can use a comic page out of the newspaper. That's probably not there anymore. I will say, I'm gonna leave you all with this. I think the best quarterback in this draft we just had is gonna be Sam Howe. Hmm. I, I almost took him. He went two picks before I was able to get to him. He just flubbed up this last year in UNC. He'd had, he'd had two pretty good seasons. Oh, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Once I lost Kenny Pickett, I had no interest in the quarterback. I never looked at another quarterback the entire draft. I thought about Sam Howe in the fourth round. Maybe one hands of my picking. two picks. I think – I think Sam Howe's going to be really good. I would have took Bailey Zappi over him. I don't even know who that is. Bailey Zappi actually went over Sam Howe in her draft because Spencer yep. was talking about taking him, and then he went. Bailey Zappi, Western yeah. Kentucky kid, threw for 7,000 touchdowns this year. Yeah. In the Conference USA. Broke the NCAA record. You mean the Metro 7? touchdowns. <laughs> Sorry. Played in the Metro 7. He's Metro 7 player of the year. Western Kentucky was not in the Metro 7. Yeah. They're going to re- what? The Metro they, 7 will rise again. Did they even have a football team in the 70s, Western Kentucky? I don't know. I don't know. Clem Haskins played on their basketball team in like the 70s. Then he went to Minnesota and got called for cheating. Last I saw him, he was coming to Taylor County basketball games. He wouldn't have got caught cheating if NIL was a thing. <laughs> Listen, we've said all along I, that Bruce Pearl, Kelvin Sampson, would still be at, at Indiana and Tennessee if today's rules were in place. Or yep. I guess today's non-rules were in place. They have to be upset. And, and the same thing like with Louisville, Kansas, all those programs with the data scandal. Well, I mean, Arizona? But, the, but I mean the prostitutes. Uh, I mean, Sean Miller lost his it's job. It's legal. Prostitutes in Nevada. But not in Louisville. <laughs> in the NIL, it might be. It might be. Maybe they just need to get sponsored by... But they need one of the bookies, right? Which need to get sponsored by Cirillas or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hear those stories exist. I <laughs> Adam and Eve, not the biblical figures. <laughs> they do enough advertisement to know they exist. That's for sure. Well, this is totally off the cuff right now. Do we have a Mount Rushmore topic that we can just throw out there? <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're, we're an hour 20 into it. Well, I mean, no. we got 10 more minutes. we got to drop to Nashville coming up. We're going to want to listen to something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember what I'm saying. It'll be like the first time I ever heard the show. I'll be like, when did we do this? I forgot. 
You want to? You want? You want one off the cuff? Yeah, let's go off the cuff. Top four condiments. <laughs> no, Sean. Sean's only got three. Or did you already do that? No, he wanted to, and I wouldn't let him put it on the wheel. You, maybe I got the wheel still. Do I, maybe we can spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Wheel. Oh, choices. Okay, so you still have the wheel. I still have the wheel. We got three topics three left topics. on there. And we all feel comfortable that we can discuss these topics rather quickly. And this is off the cuff. I mean, this is, we're, we're free balling. That's not a good terminology. So, let's see. Spitballing. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. <laughs> so, <laughs> while we're free balling, we're going to be spitballing. So, that's what she said. For all time's sake. You'll say it got hot in here. For old time's sake, give me the spinner Rooney. Wheel of choices. It's up all the way. Extra long tonight. That's what she said. <laughs> That was not really the one I was looking forward to. Me either. I was wanting one of the other two. <laughs> nope. That ain't the rule. That's not the way this works. So baseball players. We're going to give our top four baseball players of all time. Tell you what, and they don't have to be in any particular order. Because sometimes this is off the cuff. Kind of be hard to think about. So just your top four players in no particular order. Sean, you're the oldest here. Biggest baseball fan. You go first. <laughs> We'll go by age. <laughs> okay. Sean West, me, Adam. Am I older than you? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, no particular order. The year you were born starts with 18. Of course you're older. <laughs> <laughs> so, my favorite ball player of all time is Dale Murphy. And I know you probably don't even know who he is. He played in the 80s, early 90s. Played for the Braves. He's the guy that got me started being a Braves fan. Other than the fact that there was only two teams you could see on TV when I was a kid, that was the Braves and the Cubs. Funny story, I had a black and white TV in my room. That's a shocker. Right? <laughs> yeah, had the knobs, right? I didn't know what color the team colors were for the Braves until I started collecting baseball cards. True story. Well, it's very believable. <laughs> Dale Murphy should be in the Hall of Fame. A hundred percent. Yeah. I still have my baseball glove that has Dale Murphy's name in the palm. Did you write it? No, I did not. That was back when you'd go to Walmart and you bought a glove and it had the the autographs in there. Speaking of Walmart, did you all know they carry Reebok at Walmart now? They carry polo at Walmart now. My goodness. U.S. polo. My goodness. All right. Dale Murphy. Dale Murphy. I will say the powder blue Braves jersey. Very underrated jerseys. I want a powder blue Dale Bur- and Dale Murphy jersey. They don't make it in my size. Did you almost just say Dale Brown? No, <laughs> I think he did. I think he almost said Dale Brown. I agree. I was trying to throw Dale and Blue together, but they don't make it in my size. All right, Dale, Dale Murphy. Who you got? Um, being a Cincinnati Reds fan since I was little, it has to be Pete Rose. Uh, I was going to go with. Um, I mean, the Hit King. You know, watching him play. When I got into it, as, uh, watching him play in Riverfront Stadium on the AstroTurf, balls bouncing around everywhere. But, I mean, he, he it's just consistent hitting 
We free balling oh, again. Free balling again. <laughs> um, We've got off the rails. He was great. He he never stopped. If he was going to steal a base, he went head first. He, you know, he he didn't care about power. He just wanted to get the ball in play. He he wanted every he wanted to get his team to win uh, in any way possible, which is why he probably which is why he bet on him and got him kicked out. But um, well, he's he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Pete Rose is. He is. Uh, it's criminal that he's not in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Correct. Um, Joe Morgan, God rest his soul, said that if the only reason Pete Rose wants to be reinstated to baseball is to be in the Hall of Fame, then they, he doesn't need to be reinstated. I'm like, what else would he want to be reinstated for, Joe, you moron? Right. Because so. everybody else on the planet acknowledges the fact of his greatness. <laughs> right. So, like that too. I'm considerably younger than you guys, so I'm going to go with somebody in the 90s. Um, I'm going to start with David Justice. David Justice was the first, like, Braves guy, again, you could watch very few people on TV or very few teams on TV. And to me, growing up, maybe because his last name was Justice, I thought David Justice was super cool. Like, like he was the – if you look cool up in Webster's Dictionary, I thought in my mind it would be a picture of David Justice. Um, I just really like David Justice. So, David Justice, definitely one of my top four of all time. Yep, solid player. Uh, one of my top four, same things. I watched the Braves and the Cubs as the only two teams on TV. Chipper Jones. I love everything about Chipper Jones. Even I follow him on social media. He's a great guy. Oh, Terry. Terry Jones. Yeah. I mean, Chipper, Chipper definitely being a Braves fan is is on my list for sure. Um, I'll go with the next one. I'll save Chipper for one more round. Bo Jackson. We, we've talked about Bo Jackson being an absolute freak of nature. He's the first person I remember breaking a bat over their knee. Well, and they were – I saw something. You remember the, the Nike one where he had the uh, shoulder pads, shoulder and, pads the, and the baseball bat? They were talking about that in that year he hit 32 home runs, had 100-something RBIs, and then run out, went out and ran for over 1,000 yards and however many touchdowns. I mean, it's just an absolute insane athlete. And like you had you had him right before Jordan really kind of he was the Nike athlete before Jordan right. just changed the game. Oh, yeah, owned owned Nike. But that whole four or five year run of him and the Bo Nose stuff was one of the most iconic sports times ever. And you know, Bo when he broke the bat wasn't breaking it at like the handle. Right. Like, he was snapping that joker right in the middle. Yeah. So, solid. Bo Jackson. I have to think of a couple, but the one person I have to say, again, being a Reds fan, is Eric Davis because when I played Little League all the way up until I just finished playing baseball and moved to soccer, which may have been a major mistake. But, anyways, that's who I emulated my stance by. I mean, he stood straight up. He had the – bat almost straight up and then he just kind of let let that bat just loosen his hands held it straight up until that ball was pitched and then he grabbed a hold of it and uh, rip it and grip it exactly and, and the giant jaw of chew right yes I mean because that is, he was iconic right like I wasn't a Reds fan but I remember that Reds team, yeah. you know, with Sabo and Larkin and him. 
and you're right. I mean, when I was when I was playing baseball, I, I a lot of times would emulate the different batters, and Eric Davis had one of those iconic stances. Right. He also remembers Dave Concepcion, big red machine, but not actually playing baseball. You do. Uh, well, I mean, that's a solid one too. But since we are free balling on this uh, episode of Mount Rushmore, then I have to go with the big unit. Uh, Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson is, I mean, he had the he had like the like the baby mullet before it was really cool to have. Uh, he just looked in. I mean, six ten. He's got he's got the he's got the stash. He, I mean, he just accuracy to kill a bird. Legitimately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Wes and I were talking. I, wasn't it him that come out when they were in the Arizona when Arizona's in the World Series? He came out and saved Game Seven. Yes. They started with Kurt Schilling and then turned it over to Randy Johnson like in yeah. the eighth inning. It's like, if I was the team, I'd been like, I'm done. That's fine. You all just take it out to the house. But Randy Johnson, fantastic. Every stop he went, he was great. One of my all-time favorite pitchers. Plus, plus he's a lefty. So, yeah, Randy Johnson. I'll go with somebody we talked about earlier, Manny being Manny. Manny Ramirez, I don't care what numbers he put up. I was there for the antics. Right. Everything Manny did, I loved it. He made me watch Sports Center for the baseball section when I was younger. Such a good hitter, though, man. He was so, so, so good. He was like the Draymond Green of baseball, you know, the, yeah. the antics. He just, I mean, and, and he was he was the same person that he was in Boston. He was that person in Cleveland. Yeah. He just didn't get the television time. Right. But Cleveland, I mean, in Boston, he became this, like, phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it was basically the equivalent of Fernando Mania. You guys remember that, right? <laughs> I I do remember Fernando, <laughs> Fernando Mania, and and Fernando Valenzuela was phenomenal. He was good. Um, man, there's so many people to choose from. I mean, especially with speaking of Fernando as you Valenzuela, baseball. I know they do a Jackie Robinson day. But I think Fernando Valenzuela should be – he could really almost have a day – Major League Baseball can make a Fernando Valenzuela day just because of the – he opened up the door for these Dominicans to come into baseball and really take over. I mean, there's right. that many Dominicans and, and, yeah. and, and that are really, really good. He yeah. started all that. Yeah. No, you're, you're not wrong. Not wrong at all. Man, I tell you, I'm going to go with Fred McGriff, the crime dog. <laughs> he played his, a stint with the Braves, He, but I th- his, probably his best run was when he was with the Padres. I think he came up with the Padres. It was just something about him. He but, I mean, was he, just, was pretty, he was pretty important in those early 90s Braves teams. He, he was. He was. Um, I think he might have been – the first baseman on the year that we won the World Series. Sid Bream was the first baseman when we first started making the run. But, I mean, I just – he was just a great guy, great hitter. I just – one of those kind of guys you just wanted to – I tried to collect all of his baseball cards. You know, I was one of the expansion fan. picks of the Tampa Bay Devil Race. Yep. Wade yep. Boggs was also one of yep. the expansion picks. And Jose picks. Canseco. Yep. So, yeah, crime dog. Um, third guy I'd have to go with would be Ricky Henderson. Um, could hit 
uh, for power, could hit for average, would do anything to, you know to help his team win, could run like the wind. You you you're not catching him if he's uh, stealing a base, and I bet he's in better shape now than um, a half the league. Uh, because he he never gave up. I mean, he did not want to stop playing baseball, um, and so I, Ricky Henderson um, is one of the best. I think. Yep. Well, so he stole a hundred and thirty bases. Set a record. I'm trying to see what the lead was in stolen bases last year. Uh, Probably close to fifty. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I'm trying I'm trying to look. Starlin Marte was over forty, I know that. Forty seven. So forty seven led the league last year in stolen bases. Ricky Henderson stole hundred and thirty. Right. You, you want to know why? Because back then getting on base was important. Yeah. Right. It's not now. Right. No, it's you know, uppercut and the home run. I mean Rusty's son plays baseball. He's in the twelve U, right? It's hit a home run or strike out. That's what these kids do. Right. That's what they teach them. Right. They're swinging for the fences. Right. Chicks dig the long ball. That came. That became a popular phrase. And you, well, uh, my T-ball kids, I just bought a kid pizza the other night because I told him if he hit a home run, and which you, and he, I stopped him at third base. He scored him up at third. <laughs> I stopped him at third. Just so he didn't have to buy him the pizza. But but I felt bad, so I bought it anyway. Yeah, but coach, I could have made it. Oh, yeah. he could have walked. The that's but that's the game now, right? Right. It, it, it's it's all about hitting and, the home. You know, runs. we Sean and I have had this conversation before. There are records that are never going to be broken. Uh, Pete Rose, hit, the hit king, not going to be broken. Uh, Cal, Cal Ripken, not going to be broken. And that stolen base, stolen base, nobody. I don't think anybody comes close to uh, to a lot of records. But I think the stolen base record, and I don't think the sixty-one game hit streak will happen either. Probably. So. My my next guy is who I think probably is the coolest player and made me a fan. You talk about wanting to emulate Dale Murphy and all this. Has to be Ken Griffey Jr. Hat backwards, the swing. I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. was the epitome of cool. Um, and, I mean, and he always looked like he was having fun. Always got that big smile that would light up a room. Had he stayed healthy, probably goes down as one of, if not the greatest baseball player of all time. Just a just a fantastic player. Uh, I remember watching him, and it didn't matter how he did in the home run derbies he was in. If he was in the home run derby, I was watching it because he's super cool. I mean, he he had. Uh, I mean, you had the Jordan Jump Man and King Griffey Juniors. I think it was called the Swing Man. I think it was like you could buy his batting gloves and stuff. So, King Griffey Junior. Yeah, for sure. I was going to go Ken Griffey, but since you took it, I'll go somebody else. Uh, the re- I'll go with the reason why I'm a Cubs fan, slamming Sammy Sosa. I-, I love the hop. When I grew up, it was right in the middle of the home run race, 98, him and McGuire. So, I mean, I wanted to either be a Cardinals fan or a Cubs fan, and Sammy was a Sean lot was cooler. Sean was working on his 401K in 98. <laughs> he had five years in already. <laughs> but, I mean. It's <laughs> like so you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was the hop for me. It was. It, it was the hop, the swagger he had about him. Well, and you know, unfortunately, 
Sammy and Mark McGuire took a bad rap. That's what baseball wanted. Baseball had lost their fan base yep. uh, due to the strike. They knew they had to get something. So they were like, we got we to gotta do something. We're going to turn a blind eye. And Sammy Sosa uh, took advantage of that. Uh, you know, his career has kind of been marred since then, and uh, he'll go down. He's kind of infamous in baseball now. But uh, if it wasn't for 98 and the home run chase, I don't know that many people, especially, you know, coming up around you know your time, would be a baseball fan now if it wasn't for that. So, Well, since you've already said Chipper, and we all know that Chipper is on that, I was, I was on the same page as you right there. But I was thinking the other side of it. I was thinking Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire comes in to the Oakland A's, takes the A's to three straight world or three straight World Series. Only only won one because the Reds and the Giants took care of them and the other two. But he was the first rookie to ever hit forty plus home runs. Him and Jose Canseco, the Bash brothers. I mean, I wasn't an Oakland fan, but I was a Mark McGuire fan because it was cool to see that. When they had the strike in 95, what? That was howling just now. Oh. It sounded like a dog. <laughs> it's not even dark out and the wolves are howling. It's like I thought maybe I said something stupid. No, you didn't. Sorry. Um, when they had the strike in 95, the, or 94, sorry, because the Braves won in 95, they would have won in 94 too. They had the best team. It killed baseball there for a little while. And and so you're right. Had they not had that summer of the home run. It was must-watch television. It was. You had to get to SportsCenter or you had to get it to ESPN and see what was going on. Because they would literally switch over to whatever programming was on. They did the same thing with Barry Bonds. Every Whatever bat. the programming was, if if Sosa was up to bat or McGuire was up to bat, they'd switch it over to see if they were going to hit a home run. And the, the time that he hit the shot out of Bush Stadium, yeah, I'll never and, – and, I mean, you hit on it. He hit 40 home runs as a rookie. Right. Like, the dude could mash home runs. Yeah. Again, he's another one that's infamous now. Yeah. Um, Not in the Hall of Fame. And I, I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't understand – why there can't be a wing at the Hall of Fame with that era? I don't player. understand why we have players, why we have people that vote on the Hall of Fame that don't play, that never played the game. Right. Like, it well, I mean, be. Big Poppy just got voted in, and he 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 admittedly took Alex Rodriguez is caught three times, and he gets in the Hall of Fame. Guaranteed, Alex Rodriguez gets in the Hall of Fame because he's a face at ESPN. And he always had a good relationship with the media. Right. Yeah. Kurt Schilling did not. That's why he's not in there. Which is a crime. It is. But Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, synonymous for saving baseball. 100%. Baseball owes them. And they just about screwed up again this year. Almost. Rob Manford knew. If we don't play this season, we're going to lose our sport. We'll never get them back. Right. Because the NFL and NBA are too daggone popular. Yep. It's hard enough to get people to come to a baseball game. As it is now. Because they go, oh, the games are so long. Well, have you watched a, a, a football game? They're three and a half hours. Say, and, and really, a baseball game is only about three hours. Right. And to be honest with you, they would be passed up by the Major League Soccer in the United States because – 
they're putting up at least a stadium a, a year. And, and they're they, full. They're full. Yep. They're not huge, but you're talking about 30,000? Probably you know, some, somewhere between some 17 30, and 30,000. Yeah, 30,000. You know, uh, the new uh, one at Cincinnati is nice. Right. And, uh, and they're full. You know, yep. you're you're not putting that many people in baseball seats. Well, I mean, currently, I was I was just in Miami. I could get the day of. I was there for two games. The day of, I could get tickets behind home plate for less than fifty dollars. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. But Crazy. yeah, baseball owes a debt of gratitude to McGuire and Sosa. Yeah. I know we got off topic there. So back back to you, right? Well, you said you you um, mentioned. The other one I was I'm going to say is Barry Bonds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there should be no wing. These guys should be in. Period. Right. And These I agree guys, with that. But if you're not going to put them in, at least give them a wing. You know, it, 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 to where they can say this was the PED era. You know, because not, because there was no rules against it. Right. And the only reason they're not in now is because there's rules against it now. But there weren't rules against it then. Right. And Barry Bonds never failed a drug test. And never admitted to it. So, And he was also extremely good when he was with the Pirates way before that even was a thought. He was a first 30-30 guy. He was a first 40-40 guy. Right, yeah. So, and, and, and the year that he broke the record might have been my favorite year of baseball ever. Right, and he doesn't. He, get, he was must watch TV. He doesn't well. get enough credit for how good of a hitter he Cause, is. Because just a few years before that, McGuire hits the seventy-one, I think, because he wound up with seventy-three. You're like, well, that seventy-one will never be touched. And Bonds like, hold my beer. Right. I mean, it wasn't. They wasn't even five years. Right, but Barry Bonds is my all-time favorite player. So I won't say Barry Bonds because you just said it. I, I, I wondered if I was. I, I knew you were going to say your pick. That's okay. Uh, because my guy hadn't been, this other guy hadn't been said yet, and I think he Mike deserves, Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. Actually, I was going to say Carlton Fisk. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, can't, he can't see my arms flailing to right. the side, put, trying uh, to push the ball back. He's going to be the great Hambino. Uh, but Babe Ruth, no Hambino, Sandlot. Yeah, I know. The Sultan of SWAT. Sultan of SWAT. Um. I'm going to go with Roger Clemens. Nice. Roger Clemens. Uh, All of our favorite players are the ones should, not in the Hall of Fame. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Uh, he was Chipper the first, Jones might be the only one we've mentioned that's been in the Hall of Fame. He was the first pitcher that I can remember that don't challenge him as a batter. Like, you know, like he's going to – if he thinks you're too close to the plate, he's throwing at your chin, and he's going to tell you he's throwing at your chin. He came up kind of following Nolan Ryan, so he kind of ushered in the new era. Right. But he still had that Nolan Ryan mentality. So, every team he went on. I mean, in 86, he was the MVP uh, in Boston. And, and rookie of the year. And, like, that's crazy. And, and and should have won the World Series. Right. Goes to goes to Toronto. If he wasn't playing in Boston in 86, you know, he might have won the World Series. Uh, goes to Toronto. Does great there. Uh, Houston. Houston does well there. Goes to New York, finally gets his World Series, but just makes a stint in Lexington. Uh, uh, I went to that game. I did too. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And it just, I mean, he's, he was so good. And I mean, all the way through his career. And you know, the crazy part about that is, is in 86, when they played the Mets in the World Series, him and Doc Gooden 
we're we're basically on a path to to battle each other for eternity. And Doc Gooden couldn't stay off of the drugs. Yep. And Clemens went on to that what should have been a Hall of Fame career, and Gooden just fizzled out after that year. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he you, stuck around for a little bit, but and, you, look, and then he and then he can't, had he had to he had to come back in the nineties. Uh, yeah. But it lasted about as long as Daryl Strawberry's come back. Yeah. Uh, but Roger Clemens, one of the all-time greats. Yeah. My last one, I'll go with uh, number two for the New York Yankees, Derek Jeter. The captain. I'm the captain. It's, I, yeah, it's hard to leave him off the list. I, I, I hate the Yankees, so I, I couldn't, I couldn't the Yankees, bring his name up. I respect him so much as a player. he done things the right way. Right. He, was, he was never involved in any scandals. Derek Jeter is – is that guy? He's the Michael Jordan. He's the the Larry Bird. He's the early day LeBron James. It doesn't matter what you did. He always made the play yep. to save the day. When I flash back, the first, the play that I always think of, when I think of, of him is when they're playing the A's. Giambi hits it. He's running and grabs the ball and just flips it back and and basically gets the the out that saves. Is that is that when he ran across the infield? Yes, he ran across the, the infield, infield yeah. chasing after this wild thrown he's ball. He's the only player that could have made that play. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, and it's not because he's extraordinarily fast. He might have one of the best baseball IQs to ever be in the game. Well, and the A's were getting ready to eliminate. If yep. that run scores, they're done. They're gone. The the. The play that I flash back to when I think of Derek Jeter is when he dives face first into the bleachers to make the catch and bust his face all up. Like he's New York. Alex Rodriguez doesn't make that play, right? Because he's too pretty. Yeah. Uh, you know all these all these pretty boys. They don't. <laughs> Alex Rodriguez is Roger Dorn. Yes. He's not, <laughs> oh, yeah. he's not getting dirty. I'm too pretty. I, right. I've got other. Th- I got other I mean, plans. That's a play that players make. In the '60s and '70s, you talk about Pete Rose. That's a play that Pete Rose makes. Yeah, that's not a play that somebody in the '90s, 2000s makes. And right. and and Derek Jeter, it it shows you how important it was to him. Yeah, so that's a that's a great pick. Well, boys, we got a, a brand new show record: a minute or an hour and forty six minutes. Wow, nice. So it is going to take me forever to edit this daggone show. So I, mean, I, might, I may not even edit it. I may just let it go. Just I let it go. Just let it go. That's what I've done. Let it go. That's what I've, that's what I've go. told my wife I've done with my physique. I've just let it go. <laughs> just let it go. So, well, we covered a lot of topics. Felt like it was a great show. And uh, guys, anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Stay safe, friends. See you guys. <laughs> that wraps up today's episode. We want to say thanks to all of our listeners. Without you, none of this is possible. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go out and leave us a five-star review on your favorite platform. Make sure to check us out on Facebook, at From Corner to Corner, on Twitter, at Corner to Corner PC, and on TikTok, at From Corner to Corner. You can always reach us on Facebook or on email, cornertocornerpc at gmail.com. We love you all and we'll see you next time.